Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. First Kings 22. Good morning. Uh, today, as far as I know, uh, is the 18th of September. And we are uh, finishing the first book of First Kings. And it's been a wonderful experience for me. Uh, I don't know if some of you are calling me about having a podcast so you can listen to the audio as you travel in your car. And we are working with that. Uh, uh, for some reason, it's not working right now, the podcast and our ministry. But eventually, it will work. We are doing a new website and renewing this website. And, uh, and we're praying the Lord help us to that. I'm here with Eddie Hines this morning at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. And uh, verses, uh, chapter 22, verses 1 to 12, uh, deals with uh, the peace that Israel experienced. And what happened is, is that uh, there's a small town north of Israel called Ramon Gilead. And the Syrians had that city which sits on a hill. And so Jehoshaphat, uh, the king of Judah, and Israel, uh, and they have the king of Israel, got together and began uh, thinking, uh, why not invading that city and taking over from the... Of course, they, were, they had peace for three years. Why to bother peace when everything is okay? Well... God accomplishes His purposes in an interesting way. And sometimes there is no peace because God wants to accomplish His purpose. So Ahab began to listen to prophets. He called his prophets, which were 400 men. And of course, Jehoshaphat simply said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord? Besides that which we might inquire of him, meaning that when Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, saw those prophets, they knew, he knew in his spirit that they were part of the charade that Ahab had carried for so many years. I only listened to those that agree with me. And of course, finally, one of them is called Micaiah. Micaiah is called in to... Uh, Speak for the Lord. Now, of course, Micaiah is very much, uh, very much aware of the situation between the prophets of Ahab and Ahab himself. And, of course, uh, Micaiah said that the Lord lives. So they went to pick up Micaiah. And they brought Micaiah in. He says, what the Lord says unto me, that I will speak. I'm not going to hear anybody else. And of course, verse 15, uh, on this verse, Micaiah was really mocking King Ahab. Uh, so he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micaiah, Shall we go against Ramon Gilead in the battle, or shall we forfeit? 
and he answers him, go and prosper. In other words, you do what you always do, no matter what I say. He's mocking the king. On verse 16, how many times shall I ask you to tell me that which is true in the name of the Lord? And have you really forcing the issue? I know I'm conflicted with those prophets that please me, but I would like to hear from the Lord if I can. And so my said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills. Meaning that if we would go into battle, Ahab, I, 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 I saw all Israel scattered among the hills. These have no masters, no shepherds. So let them return every man to his house in peace. But don't go, don't fight. You're wrong, don't do it. And Micaiah simply just began to say that which uh, uh, he experienced in all this movement of, of, of prophets and voices. Ahab and Jehoshaphat, shall we go to battle, shall we not go to battle? And all of this. And the word of the Lord came into Micaiah, and he said, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven, Standing by him on his right hand and on his left. I guess every time you hear somebody have an experience like that, as you begin to see in the spiritual realm of vision, because a vision is something that really speaks to you and convinces you. There are all kinds of dreams and visions, but this vision here was to tell Micaiah, that I've seen the Lord. I've seen the, I've seen the Lord. I'm in the presence of God right now. He showed me a vision. And a vision uh, really speaks to you. A vision convinces you. I've had several visions in my lifetime. And all of them were just in decisive moments as to what to do, how to do it, how to move forward. And the Lord was right. And I followed the vision. And I got victory. So look at this. And all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left, meaning that all the hosts of heaven, not just a little part of it or one-third of it or two-thirds of it, but all of it. Now, that's a very impressive vision. Very impressive. Now, let me ask you this. Is God trying to save the life of Ahab? Yes. Is God trying to save the life of this man of God who, who for some reason followed Baal, worship everywhere, and couldn't make up his mind and listened to his wife in areas that he should not have? Well, you've got to sort of pause a little bit and, and look at verse 20. And the Lord said, Now the Lord said, is after Ahab had a vision of hosts of heaven, all of the hosts of heaven, not just a part of it, that the Lord spoke to Micaiah. So a vision followed by a word, a word of knowledge, a word from the Lord to a person, which is really good. I've had that several times. I remember issues in which involved Brazil. I remember uh, building a temple in Brazil on the side of the mission. 
And uh, I remember that uh, I bought uh, iron, uh, columns of iron that I engulfed with cement columns. Uh, and I bought the wrong size. I told the man nine feet. And he understood nine meters. And so when the truck came in, I couldn't believe it. I had more, more. I had, I had nine feet of <laughs> of height, not, not nine feet. feet would you say? I'd say about. Uh, I'd say about uh, forty feet high. It's, it's, it's a very large. And of course, I didn't, I had the, I didn't know I had the money to pay it. But I confessed to the Lord and said, Lord, what do I do? Did I send all this back? And the Lord says, use it and I'll pay for it. And he did. And it was $168,000 that came in the ministry in a period of six months. i never forget it. Okay. So God speaks to his people. And the Lord said, that's what he said, verse 20. Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramon Gilead? And one said on this manner, and the other said on that manner. In other words, we have to convince Ahab. At that, you see, when, you, when God shows His glory, the second thing the Lord does, He speaks to Micah and says, We need somebody who convinces. And right at that very particular moment, there came forth a spirit. Why is the spirit came? An evil spirit came and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Why? Satan can still do that. That will be a day when he cannot do that anymore. But evil spirits can be used by God to torment somebody. If you tell me about uh, Saul was tormented by an unclean spirit. The same thing here as Ahab decided he's not going to be tormented by us. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forward, and I will be lying spirit in the mouth of the prophets. And he said, You shall persuade him and, and prevail. And he has to go forth and go to the battle. Because it's been predestinated, it's been said that he will die. You see, the life of Ahab is going to terminate, and the evil spirit will be a part of it. A lying spirit will inspire these false prophets to prophesy the evil that was desired. All of this reveals that God and His heavenly hosts, including demons in certain situations, have conferences concerning the affairs of men on the earth. The idea that God permitted such deception to take place of a rejected truth. If men will not have the truth, they will automatically have a substitute that will be more in harmony with the wicked ways for the time being. And this is exactly what happened to Ahab. He will not listen to God. The Lord told him through the mouth of Micaiah that you're going to be in the hills without a shepherd. So verse 23 come in and confers this now in the life of Ahab. And Hezekiah the son of Shania went in and smote Micaiah on the cheek and said, Which way went the Spirit of the Lord from me to speak unto you? Hezekiah and Micah didn't have the same opinion. 
It's very common that one, one prophet slaps the other on his, on his cheek in anger or aggravation. But the question is that the word of the Lord came to Micaiah, not to Hezekiah. And Micaiah said, Behold, you shall see in that day when you shall go into the inner chamber to hide yourself. Means, which no doubt happened when news came of Ahab's death. And the king of Israel said, Take Micaiah and carry him up back from among the governor of the city in Joshua the king. And he put him in prison. They put Micaiah in prison. Why Micaiah went to prison? Because he wouldn't please the king. Now verse 29 begins the detailed death of Ahab. Why are we concerned about this? It's because, you see, God has spoken to you several times. God has pleaded His case with you several times. God showed you the way several times. But you're going to listen to the false prophet. If you're going to listen to a false prophet, you're going to have your way. But God is not in it. God is not in it. And when God is not in it, death comes in. Now listen, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went after Rome, did they? Yes, they went to war. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Listen, I'll go ahead and dress as a king, but you, Ahab, go as a peasant. And he commanded the servants to kill and destroy neither with small nor great, but save the king of Israel. And he came to pass when the captains and chariots saw Jehoshaphat. They tried to kill him, thinking it was Ahab. And what happened in verse 34 is something that the hand of God is in it. It says, The certain men drew a bow at a venture and smoked the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. He wasn't planning to kill Ahab. But God had determined already that that had to happen. Look, I've seen so many of you that are bound in life without doing the will of God because you're trying to please somebody else who's spoken to your heart. There are false prophets in the world today. There are large amounts of false prophets in our churches. And you have to learn and understand that you belong to God. You are a servant of the Lord. And you have to please God and not anybody else. You have to learn and understand that. And so here it is. Ahab is dead. The battle increased that day. And the king stayed upon his chariot against the Assyrians. And died that evening in the midst of the chariot. And there went a proclamation throughout all the hosts about the king dying. Every man to his city, every man to his country. Let's go back. We've been defeated by the Syrians one more time. And so the king died. And it was brought to Samaria, buried the king in Samaria. Exactly as the prophet Micah said it would happen. 
Now, where's, where's my canal? He is without bread and without water in jail. And one washed the chariot in the pool of Samaria, and the Lord licked up his blood, and they washed his armor, according to the word of the Lord which he spoke. This prediction given by Elijah. Elijah himself from chapter 21, 19 said this. Go to 21, 19. And he said this. Chapter 21 of 1 of, 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 of Kings, verse 19. I want to read this to you. It's a, it's a prophecy spoken. And you shall speak unto him, saying, Thus says the Lord. Have you killed and also taken possession? I'm talking about the being the, 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 the neighbor. And you shall speak unto him, saying, Thus says the Lord, in the place where the dogs lick the blood of neighbors, shall dogs lick your blood even yours. You see, because, because they have killed neighbors to take his vineyard, instructed by the flesh of, of Jezebel, God prophesied, spoke to Elijah that Ahab would die. And so, we're at the end of Ahab's life. God tried to speak to this man over and over again. What am I bringing you to your attention? Is that if you are a follower of the Lord and God is directing your life, stop listening to what anybody said. Anybody says, do what the Lord tells you to do. Or speak or hear yourself the voice of God instead of hearing everybody else. You've got to close your environment, the doors unto false prophets. I know someone right now that is locked up in a place, not doing any ministry whatsoever, because of a false prophecy being said unto him or her. I know somebody right now. That is in jail, spiritually speaking, because of false prophecy. Now, I want to encourage you. Now, Jehoshaphat takes the reign. The son of Asa began to reign over Judah in the fourth year of Ahab's kingdom. He was, he was 34 years old. If you want to learn more, more, more about the king Jehoshaphat, go to Second Chronicles. And Second Chronicles gives specific orientation about that. Specific and clear orientation about that. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 25 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Shelah. And he walked in all the ways of Asa, his father. He turned not aside from it, doing that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Nevertheless, the high places were taken away, for the people offered burning incense yet in high places. Even though Jehoshaphat tried to be righteous, still people with false prophets would have high places to worship the Baal God. And Jehoshaphat made peace with the king of Israel. For some 70 years, from the date of their separation, to the time of Asa's death, there had been little peace between Judah and Israel. 
Jehoshaphat seeks to remedy this situation, but at times, as we have seen, by using methods that were displeasing to the Lord. Oh, how, how, I see that so many times, so many times in churches to where you accomplish the purpose, but you don't accomplish it, you're trying to please somebody else, and you deny the truth in order to please people. Now, the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat and all his might that are shown here and how he warred, are they not written on the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? And I invite you to read Second Chronicles and then learn what it says. And the remain of the Sodomites, which remained in the days of his father Asa, he took out of the land. There seems to have been a few Sodomites left. However, the Holy Spirit is quick to proclaim the fact that Jehoshaphat removed all of these. And that is something about Jehoshaphat that he begins to look good. Too often, the child of God is willing to accept the remnant of evil to remain. In other words, victory has to be dependent upon evil. And you don't conquer evil because you are yourself related to evil because you want to please evil. And it's, it's impossible, impossible to please God and please people at the same time. time. It's, it's impossible, impossible to please God and to play, to play Sodomites at the same time. And there was then no king in Edom. A deputy was a king. Jehoshaphat made ships of Tarshish to go to offer for gold. For they went out, for the ships were broken. And so he talks about Jehoshaphat's death. He was buried with his father in the city of David, and his son Jehoram, his son reigned instead. I want to pray with you this morning, because I see that some of you have too many allegiances to sodomites. You have too many allegiances to people that deny the cross, deny the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Say that the gifts and the fruits are not necessary. You know, when you see someone telling you that the fruits are actually are actually good, but do not mention the gifts, these are people who do not believe in the gifts or the fruits and the operation of the Holy Spirit in terms of personal ministry. And you should get rid of them. You should not have mercy on none of them. You cannot put somebody in charge of a sector in ministry when that particular person has already compromised the presence of God. All you want the presence, all you want to please people are to get more money. Which one are you doing it? I want to say to you that in order to remain alive, how long have I been in ministry now? I'd say 65 years, 62 years. How much I had the Lord used me financially? A lot of times. God has blessed us abundantly. So, tell me again, how long have I been in ministry? 62 years. Has the Lord paid the bill? All those 60 years He has. I didn't have to take from the ministry. I don't have to lie to the ministry. I don't have to lie to God. I'll do the right thing in His presence. And every, every time I do the right thing in His presence, he blesses me abundantly, abundantly, not just with uh, money, but with uh, strength, with good sleep, good food, even my cars, even though they have high mileage, 
They don't seem to want it to break. You know, I took my car to Juan over here in town to see about the see about the, the problem with the transmission that wouldn't engage between one and two gear. It wouldn't engage. And he said, Mr. Buffett, all you have to do is press this button. It says O-D. And I now press the O-D button and it changes gear real rapidly. I don't know what the O-D button means, but I think it's overdrive. And that's why it's happening. My car had no problem. I had an overdrive button that wasn't plugged in right. Let me ask you this. Who are you pleasing today? Which prophet is the false prophet that speaks into your life and tells you what to do, everything about your life? What's her name? What's his name? Why do you do that? Why do you keep antagonizing God? If that's the case, money will never be enough because you'll be short when you need it. If that's the case, you will have the people that you need to enlarge the, the, the ministry you have in any forms or shapes. You grow by the mercy of God so you will not come and cause them and make bankruptcy. So what is it that you have to do? You have to make a pact with the Lord. And you have to see God in heaven glorifying the name of Jesus. And you have to say, I will please no one. I will not say no one anything that has compromised the Word of God. I will not bow down to no Ahab and to no Jehoshaphat. I will not invade Ramon Gilead. I will be firm in my call to the Lord. I will do what He tells me day and night. And I will be a servant of the Lord God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray this morning, Lord, that you deliver us from all the things that we are so involved with. God, I'm speaking today for to specifically a woman or a man a hundred miles from here, two hundred miles from here, that is totally engaged with the false prophets. Lord, I pray that you release them from that from that evil tormenting possession. God, I pray that uh, my brother and my sister will get the spirit of Micah. Micaiah. I pray, God, that the spirit of Micaiah, this man of God that in the Bible was in jail for speaking the truth, will come upon those that are here listening to me this morning. I pray, Lord Jesus, that your Holy Spirit will bless us abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Cresce em beleza, força e luz. Rosa de Sharon queima impureza do meu ser. Brilha a luz que é nua 